Boston Metaphysical Society, a steampunk supernatural series following a team of paranormal detectives who battle supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. They are Samuel Hunter, an ex-Pinkerton detective, Caitlin O'Sullivan, a medium and spirit photographer, and Granville T. Woods, a genius scientist. All audio stories take place during the time of the original six-issue graphic novel miniseries and are standalone. Welcome to Episode 6 of The Ghost Ship. grandchildren of the great houses of Emerson, Gray, and Bartlett are now temporarily safe within the Faraday cage Granville built at House Emerson. However, Jimmy's arrest and Thomas Edison's arrival has put the team in an awkward spot, and Charles Emerson's threat to prosecute Caitlin hasn't helped either. Take that kidnapper into custody, officer. Please, Mr. Emerson, let Jimmy go. I'll be all right, miss. Mr. Hunter, d do something. I will, but later. <sighs> we'll need to find out why Thomas Edison is here. <laughs> that was very dramatic. You, know, you really are an ass, Edison. Why are you here, Thomas? Oh, Granville, you wound me to my very soul. Edison, you will refer to him as Mr. Woods. <laughs> as you wish. But my, all this fuss over a derelict ship. Aye, one that be luring children to their death. Ah, uh, that is a problem, isn't it? Enough, all of you. And don't be flippant, Thomas. That ship is a danger and needs to be destroyed. My apologies, Mr. Emerson, but isn't that why you called me here? What? what? It was time to hire someone who answers to me and not to a pack of unruly Southsiders. <laughs> we don't know that destroying the ship will solve anything. You already tried it, and all you got were maimed and dead men for your trouble. Or didn't you bother to tell Mr. Edison that? Oh, I know all about what the police tried to do. Idiots. The answer be in that logbook. I know it. Well, the answer is a lot closer than that, isn't it, Mr. Emerson? All of you are so small-minded and short-sighted. How dare you? Not you, Mr. Emerson. I see Mr. Woods has done a fine job of protecting the children. Now it's time for the grown-ups to take over. You are the most arrogant, obnoxious son. Samuel, that's not going to help matters. What I don't understand is why you don't just send the children away. I refuse to kowtow to something as absurd as spirits. Ho-ho, oh, but you don't mind putting your own granddaughter in a cage. You insolent little... No need for tempers to flare. We have no guarantee that sending them away will work. <laughs> I agree with Mr. Woods on that point, Mr. Emerson. Better to be safe than sorry. I've heard enough from all of you. I'll have the girl's bail revoked and she'll join the boy in jail. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Emerson, I'd appreciate it if you'd do me the favor of allowing Miss O'Sullivan to remain out of jail for the time being. I believe she will be of some use to me. She's not going anywhere with you. 
She doesn't have to, as long as she shows up here tomorrow. I'm sure Mr. Emerson will continue to allow her bail. If she abides by Thomas's rules and cooperates with him, I have no problem with that. What do you say, young lady? Will you join me on this new adventure? <sighs> it's up to you, Mrs. Sullivan. I don't be liking it, but for the children's sake, I agree. Excellent. Fine, but the boy still goes to jail for breaking and entering. That's ridiculous. There was no harm done, sir. Please, Mr. Emerson. He was just trying to protect your Lizzie. I'm done here. As for the rest of you, get out. I will see you in the morning, Miss O'Sullivan. Though Granville, Samuel, and Caitlin go to the police station to try and have Jimmy released into their custody, the police captain has strict orders from Charles Emerson to deny it. They return to the office worried for him, but they are even more concerned about whatever Edison has planned for Caitlin. Oh, poor Jimmy. We've got to get him out of that jail. The poor lad was shaken when he left with the police. I'm more concerned about what Edison has planned for you, Miss O'Sullivan. I can't imagine what's in that man's head. Whatever it is, be careful. I assume you haven't learned anything more about the ship or the whereabouts of the logbook. Uh, no. Emerson refuses to answer my questions. And even if it's on the ship, without the Faraday cage, there's no way to get anyone on board. I've been thinking on that. You have an idea? Aye. It's been something I've been thinking about for a bit. What did you have in mind? The psychic wall Jimmy and I built to shield the children. I think we could use it to protect ourselves when we barred the ship and search for the logbook. That would work? I think so. But there'd be a problem. Jimmy's in jail. You don't think you could do it alone? No. <laughs> The spirits be far too strong. I need a lad. I'll have to find a way to convince Emerson to release him. He won't be keen on doing that. Edison could persuade him. <laughs> Mr. Woods, you'd be far too generous with those two men. She's right, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Edison will, if I offer my assistance free of charge. <laughs> you can't be serious. I... I... I agree with Mr. Hunter. <laughs> what would possess you to do such a thing? He humiliates you every chance he gets. There's Jimmy to think about, and those children. They can't live inside a Faraday cage forever. Oh, that'd be the truth. But will Edison take you up on your offer? Oh, yes. He's been wanting to steal some patents from me for quite some time. Uh... <laughs> so you throw him a few bits to see if he bites. Exactly. Edison won't be able to help himself hmm. if I allow him to see my railroad switching schematics. But what if he steals it? Uh, not if, but when. Not to worry. I've already patented it. Besides, I can show him my early designs. He won't know the difference. Be careful. Aye. He's a slippery one. Oh, time to go. Let me get your coat, Mrs. Sullivan. 
Thank you, Mr. Hunter. I'll be seeing you both in the morning. You really think you can convince Edison? Flattery and the prospect of making money are what drives him. All I have to do is sound sincere. <laughs> Good luck with that. The next morning, Caitlin arrives at the office to find both Granville and Samuel waiting for her. They pack her into the car and head back to House Emerson, hoping their plan to free Jimmy will work. What a surprise. I never expected all three of you here this morning. Has something changed? Has our mystery ship sailed back to wherever it came from? If it had, do you think we'd be here? <laughs> of course not. Just making polite conversation. Miss O'Sullivan, how lovely to see you again. Good morning, Mr. Edison. How are the children doing? Uh, they're fine. Well done with the Faraday cage, Mr. Woods. Has Mr. Emerson's staff been swapping out the batteries like I instructed? Absolutely. And I promise you that I have not touched a thing. If it isn't broken, why fix it? So why are all of you here? I only expected Miss O'Sullivan. <clears throat> I would like to help you come up with a plan to destroy the ship. No payment is necessary. I do not want any more children to die. That's most magnanimous, Mr. Woods. I just wish I believed you. Mr. Woods never lies. Calm down, young lady. <sighs> I firmly believe that he doesn't wish any more deaths to occur, but he hasn't gotten this far in life by offering his services for free. I want no money from you or Mr. Emerson. Ah, Mr. Emerson. He's the key to all this supposed generosity. <sighs> Let's drop all this nonsense. What do you really want? Jimmy released from jail and into Samuel's custody until such time Mr. Emerson decides to press charges. Ah, the truth comes out. Was that so hard? Then you'll convince Mr. Emerson to release Jimmy. I'm afraid the honor of working with Mr. Woods isn't quite enough of an incentive. Name your price. I can guess. You and your toadies have been breathing down my neck for the railroad switching diagrams I've been working on. It's only because we admire your work so much. <laughs> yeah, enough to steal it. Do we have a deal or not, Mr. Edison? Mr. Woods, don't do it. We all know what a teeth and... It's all right, Miss O'Sullivan. Some sacrifices have to be made for the greater good, which we all have done at one time or another. Are you sure, Granville? Yes, I'm sure. Excellent. This will work out splendidly. I will speak to Mr. Emerson within the hour. Though having Mr. Woods here does change my plans for today. Meaning you don't want me? Come back tomorrow, Miss O'Sullivan. I have a very special project in mind for you. Once Emerson was reminded that Jimmy could be arrested again at any time, he relented and allowed him to be released into Samuel's custody. While Granville remains at House Emerson to work with Edison, Samuel and Caitlin pick up Jimmy from the police station.
Helen! I mean, Miss O'Sullivan. Oh, what happened to your face? It'd be bloodied and bruised. Uh, the other inmates didn't take kindly to a child kidnapper. Oh, but you aren't. You should have had your own jail cell. I overheard talk of wanting to make an example of me. Uh, no doubt. We should go, Mr. Hunter. People be eyeing us. Get in the car. Jimmy, you and Mrs. Sullivan have to board the ship and find the logbook. But how? You said Mr. Woods took that metal cage you used before to house Emerson. He did, but that's not the plan. Uh, then what is? Mrs. Sullivan will fill you in while I drive. Right. So, we can build that psychic wall to protect ourselves like we did for the children. I don't know if it'll work being that close to the spirits. We have to try. Else those children be living the rest of their lives in a cage. It's been a long time since I've been around folks who cared. Then you'll do it. Aye. Oh, wonderful. But won't the police still be guarding the ship, Mr. Hunter? How are we going to get on? Our clients might be of assistance. Ah. <laughs> Eddie O'Rourke and his kin. Mm -hmm. Aye. They'd have no trouble getting into a brouhaha with the police. <laughs> <laughs> brouhaha. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Eddie and his boys will have a fine time. <laughs> Samuel drops Jimmy and Caitlin off at the office to practice their part in retrieving the logbook before he heads off to meet with Eddie O'Rourke and his longshoremen. Meanwhile, Granville has his hands full dealing with Edison. Welcome to my home away from home, Mr. Woods. Isn't it grand? How did you get your workshop set up so quickly? You have one entire wall filled with reference books and the other with bottles of every chemical known to man. That's odd. Only one steam generator? I only need one here. It's not like I have to power the electricity for the entire house. It's for my personal use. And what are those crates in the corner? Explosives. In unmarked crates? I didn't want to alarm Mr. Emerson. And as far as moving my whole lab here, that's not quite accurate. Mr. Emerson was kind enough to allow me to hire as many workers as I needed to bring a small portion of my, well, appointed lab. You never know what you might need. And no assistance? I have you. You didn't know that I would volunteer to help you. <laughs> didn't I? What game are you playing? A topic for another time. What do you think about loading dinghies with explosives and rowing them out to the ghost ship? I think you'll get people killed. Oh, the men rowing them could swim away before we set them off. Like I said, you'll get people killed. You know the police already tried to blow it up. What makes your plan so special? You really haven't figured it out yet. I thought you were smarter than that. Ah. It's Miss O'Sullivan. You want me to convince her to help you, but she's already agreed. She might be a bit reluctant once she finds out what's involved, so I want you to convince her to help us. See this crate here? Of course. It's smaller than the rest. Hand me the crowbar from that table. Here. Thank you. 
And there it is, in all its glory. It looks like a recording device with two cylinders and a horn. Is the second cylinder for playback? Yes, it is. But it's not just a regular recording device. What is it? It's my spirit phone. Your what? I believe our personalities have a physical form, like our bodies. And they are made up of tiny entities consisting of electricity, much like a lightning bolt. Is that what these copper electrodes are for? Conductivity? Yes. I originally designed a photoelectrical cell in order to determine if a spirit was present, but changed the design when I realized a medium might be a better option. So you intend on using Miss O'Sullivan as an electrical conduit. That may not be safe. Nonsense. A medium of her ilk will be able to direct the surge of electricity from the spirit through these electrodes. From there, it will transform into an electrical current, allowing the cylinders to record the personality of the deceased, or rather, the remnant of said personality. What makes you think spirits, particularly the ones on the ship, would be willing to come here and have themselves recorded? That's Miss O'Sullivan's job. She'll lure them in and distract them long enough for Mr. Emerson and the police to destroy the ship. So you plan on using Miss O'Sullivan as bait? Precisely. Brilliant, isn't it? Samuel has negotiated a deal with Eddie O'Rourke and his longshoremen to cause a riot, distracting the police away from the ghost ship long enough for Caitlin and Jimmy to board. They stand ready, waiting to board the ship and to find the logbook and hopefully answers. Newspaper. I. I've got it in my jacket pocket. Jimmy, take my hand and focus on building that wall in your mind like we practiced. Oh, your hands be cold. But never mind that. Concentrate. Imagine you see me put a brick on top of yours. I see the wall in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm putting a brick on the top. Do you see mine? Aye. Keep concentrating. Here come O'Rourke and his men. Stop right there. Get off our wharf. We need to work. Our families be starving. I order you to disperse. Not until you bastards go home. Go now, while they're distracted. Whatever you do, don't let go of me hand, Jimmy. Oh, I don't be planning on it. <laughs> Hurry. <sighs> Hurry up the gangplank. <sighs> oh, Jimmy, are you all right? Uh, Get up. I feel the spirits pressing in on us. I can hardly breathe. Oh, I can feel it too, but we have to keep going. Where would the logbook be? Captain's cabin, at the stern. Down those stairs. Gah! Oh, my foot! I went clean through that stair. Oh, don't look on my hand. Oh, of all the stupid things to do. Can you get it out? Aye, aye, come on. Oh, that be the door to the captain's cabin. I'll open it, then you come in behind me. 
I... Oh! If I didn't already believe in spirits, I would after seeing this place. Aye. <laughs> With seaweed for curtains and barnacles stuck to the walls, you wonder how it can still float? <laughs> What's that <sighs> smell? Oh, rotten fish. What's wrong? My heart is pounding so fast, and my head feels like it's in a vice. I know. I know. You know, the spirits be pressing in around us like a thick fog. But whew, we have to find the logbook. Where would it be? Most likely, the desk. Oh, is that it? It's the only thing that looks like a book. The rest look like rotten paper, maybe maps. Let me grab it. No! No, Mr. Wood said to wrap it in newspaper. Why? Something about not damaging it. There. That should do it. Now let me tuck it under my jacket. Right, let's go. Remember, don't let go of my hand until we are away from the ship. My, Or else we both end up as barnacles. <laughs> oh, very funny. <laughs> I see more police coming. And your work and his crew won't be able to fend them off. Wait! Ah! Go! Oh, Jimmy! Jimmy, give me your hand! Uh, the ghosts, they be in me, sucking away at my very soul. Oh, take my hand, Jimmy. I, I can't take my hand. Feel. Oh, there. There, I've got you cradled like a babe. Breathe. Uh, Concentrate. Build that wall with me again? I'll try. Oh, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see our wall. Good lad. <sighs> Can you feel your hands? Aye. Let's build that wall up even higher. One brick. Two bricks. And another. Take my hand. Good. Good, let's stand up together. <sighs> oh. Oh, I see Mr. Hunter on the wharf. Let's go. Getting in the office. More police are coming. Hurry. Did you get it? Oh. I... I saw Jimmy fall. Are you all right? Barely. Is Mr. Woods back? I'm here. Let me see it. Please, put it on the table. Carefully. Aye. Are you want it standing up like you said? Yes. Now, the book is already partially air-dried, which is not ideal. But the newsprint you wrapped it in will help soak up the rest of the water. Keeping it upright will allow the rest to drain out. Huh. Why don't you just open the damn thing? It's an old book that's been water damaged. We need to treat it with care. I wish those ghosts treated me with more care. Be patient, Jimmy. I'll open it slightly and fan the pages out a bit. Let me put on my magnifying goggles and see if I can take a peek inside the front cover. What do you see? A name. Captain James McIntyre of the Flying Fish. Huh. 
You were right about the ship name, Mr. Hunter. Read the end of the log. We should wait until it dries more. We need to know now. Miss O'Sullivan, hand me the long, thin-nosed tweezers off the table. Oi. Uh, here, Mr. Woods. Thank you. Now I'm going to gently pull these pages apart. I see some entries. The captain mentions taking on additional cargo in Baltimore, but I can't read from who. It's too smudged. Wait, he mentions an explosion. Where? In the cargo hold. Work to repair it, but still taking on water. Oh no. What? The last words in the logbook. Please tell us, sir. Granville, what does it say? The last entry was, they've killed us all. End of episode six. Stay tuned for episode seven of The Ghost Ship. Thank you for listening to Boston Metaphysical Society, The Ghost Ship. This production was created, written, and produced by Madeline Holly-Rosing. Script editor, Eddie Louise. Composer, director, and audio engineer, Chip Michael. Executive producers, Madeline Holly-Rosing and Michael Hemrick. Our cast, Samuel Hunter, played by Ryan Philbrook. Caitlin O'Sullivan, played by Emily C.A. Snyder. Granville T. Woods, played by Martin Davis. Charles Emerson, played by Boyd Barrett. Jimmy McLaren, played by Ryan Hoyle. Thomas Edison, played by H.B. Gibson. Harbormaster, played by Rob Davis. Eddie O'Rourke, played by David Tilstra. Police Captain, played by Odd Andrews. Longshoreman, played by Ryan Hoyle. Lizzie, played by Bennett Cousins. Policeman, footman, jailer, and sergeant, played by Alex Ross. Nanny and Angry Woman, played by Fiona Thrale. Messenger, played by Tal Manier. Narrated by Kirsten Udowitz. I am Chip Michael, your announcer. Thank you again for listening. Please look for future seasons of Boston Metaphysical Society on Kickstarter and streaming platforms. Boston Metaphysical Society is a registered trademark of Madeline Holly Rosing and is operated under Queen of Mercia, LLC.